0: As church leaders and Christian content creators, you know, what is the danger in trying to shortcut God's process for your life? How can believers notice when they're out of step with God's spirit and know the ideal pace that God has set for them? That's what we're talking about today. Let's get it.
1: You're listening to Above Approach Church Podcast, a podcast created for the local church. Our goal is to tackle tough church issues through thoughtful conversations like the one you're about to hear. Whether you're a church leader or a layperson, we pray this episode empowers you to play your role within the global, timeless family of God. This is Above Approach Church Podcast. You ready to talk? Let's talk about it.
0: Let's make up stuff as we
1: go. Yay, spontaneous conversation.
0: For you guys, we're totally joking. We've planned this out. We're totally joking. Completely not scripted out. Um, yeah. it's about 5% that we've planned. Today, we're talking about... Whoa. What's that accent? To be honest, that was completely accidental. Today. My, my tongue was stuck to like my teeth. <laughs> Hello <tooth>. there, mate. I <laughs> just rolled with it. Hello there, Bruce. We're talking about <laughs> waiting on God. And so uh, we're going to talk about the pace of God that he sets for us and uh, what it means. Isaiah 40 is a key passage in this whole conversation. Mm -hmm. If you haven't already checked out the sermon, you can check that out at youtube.com slash ministry. I believe that's the URL. And uh, you could check out Waiting on God, part nine. Um, Isaiah 40 is a key passage when it comes to waiting on the Lord. Mm -hmm. And so we have some, let's just open up with some personal testimony slash experiences. Yeah. I think that'd be really cool because I like experiences. This is is what I wrote down as a a question. When are some times where you noticed you were out of step with the spirit of God? Mm. I pulled that from Galatians 6 because it does say uh, walk by the spirit Mm -hmm. and uh, keep in step with the spirit. That's the language that Paul uses. Yeah, Keep in step. Like when you're walking a dog, and our dog's pretty dumb, and so uh, walking our dog's real hard because our dog just does not know how to walk. You know, just tugging and tugging you towards the, comp- the opposite direction, man. Pull super hard. And she's like, oh, you must want me to go faster. Mm-hmm. And no, I want you to walk in my pace. That's what God has for us is an ideal pace. And so there is a pace set out ideally by the Spirit. Yeah. And um, there have been times in my life where it was, it was obvious I wasn't keeping in step with the pace God has set for me, and and obviously, like we know, what we're saying is at least I, th- I think we do. <laughs> I think we do that the Word of God lights the path. Yeah, like where do I walk? How do I walk? Mm-hmm. That's what it means to walk by the Spirit. But Proverbs. Yeah, there's an idea in Scripture I believe, which is that there is a pace at which your transformation is happening. Mm-hmm. There's a pace at which. You're growing into the image of Jesus. Things are happening in your life, in Mm -hmm. your ministry, in your family, in your career. There's a pace God has set for these things to happen at the ideal time. Yeah, And so that's more what I mean when I say when are some times in your life where you noticed not just, oh, I wasn't doing what God asked me to be doing, but maybe I was getting ahead of him. Maybe I was uh, walking way too slow, man. And God was saying, can you pick up the pace, buddy? Mm -hmm. Um.
1: I can't think of anything off the top of my head to be really honest. You. Yeah. Yeah, please. Yeah. For me, uh, like I immediately think about my ministry experience and that was, you know, for a while I was serving, you know, with you and, in, in youth ministry. And, um, you know, at the time I was studying for, uh, my degree in ministry, um, in ministry leadership and, I was eager for that ministry job to come, right? And I was ready for that opportunity to come and wanted to start my career in ministry. Was you know passionate about it, and uh, I started interviewing at other churches um, to see if that you know that opportunity might have started. But I was kind of young um, at the time. I want to say I was twenty. Uh, when I started looking at, you know, different jobs as a youth pastor, um, and specifically I was looking for, you know, high schoolers and, you know, that separation in age is a little too close, at least in my opinion, you know, looking back, you know, 20 to, you know, eight, think about a senior in high school, it could be, you know, even 19 years old you know, it's pretty, pretty close. And so, um, you know, even though I was like passionate for that age group, um, you know, there were several, you know, opportunities that I had that, I felt like I was kind of jumping ahead and, you know, looking back now I can see that I was jumping ahead of my time and it was because I was passionate it was because I was eager. But, um, I think it was the mindset was I need to have a ministry career cause I know I'm called to it. And just because I knew I was called to something, you know, for my future didn't necessarily mean that it was in this timing. And so, I was kind of jumping ahead and was seeking, you know, after that and, you know, wanted more experience, you know, per se. And, you know, I want to preach. I want to, you know, teach, you know, and things like that, which aren't bad things. Right. But I was kind of jumping ahead and and wanting to, you know, get that career, you know, get that position, get that, you know, title and everything like that. And get that money. Yeah. Get that paycheck, that that ministry paycheck, man, man, $5 an hour. (laughs) So, yeah. And, and I was seeking after that and, you know, looking back now, it was definitely premature. Um, it wasn't, and I, and I think it was, it was about a year and, uh, some months later when I, you know, started, um, my ministry career and it, but it, it took time, you know, right. Mm-hmm. It, it took time for me to, to wait and to be patient and also to grow and to mature, um, to, to figure out ministry a little bit more and then also just mature and, and, and see the ministry system and, you know, how we should operate and, and grow and everything like that. So mm-hmm. that was definitely a season where I was jumping ahead, you know, passionate wanted experience and all that. But um, I could look back now and say, yeah, you know, I was a little premature and, you know, the, the, the desire of it was not bad, um, but I wasn't ready yet. I wasn't ready to take on that responsibility. At
0: that that's age. the right word though. Premature. <clears throat> yeah, you can have something too early. You can't handle it. Mm-hmm. Hurts you. You can't lift it yet. Um, you can't enjoy it. Yeah, you know, that's a good word. Premature mm-hmm. is uh, to have the right thing at the wrong time, which makes it the wrong thing. Yeah, yeah, I, I can relate to that. I guess this just came to me. Sure. Do you think sometimes God? puts us in situations where it's we're not ready for it yet Mm -hmm. and he wanted us to be in that predicament to realize we can't handle it yet so that we stop wanting it. Mm -hmm. I agree. Yeah. I said no. No,
1: no, absolutely. Like Like, if I would have gotten one of those positions was, which I was like kind of offered a position. It was like a part-time, you know, sort of thing. And I was like, eh, I don't want part-time. I'm too good for part-time. <laughs> and, <me> <laughs> and like, if I would have gotten that position, um, think of the, the year that I had the gap that I had, you know, let's say it's a year and a half, like the year and a half of experience that I gained, you know, after not taking that job, all the different, you know, tools and all the different things that I learned and experienced. And I was doing college, you know, so I was learning, um, different ministry systems and, and, and how to create and build a ministry culture, you know, things like that. It was really important for me to learn and progress and mature, um, in my mindset. And I think, you know, staying, even though like I was passionate, I wanted it staying in as a youth counselor and a small group leader And being in that position and, you know, seeing different, you know, parts of ministry, I needed, I needed that. Um, And then also I started, you know, serving in, in main service too, you know, in that year. And and it grew me a lot, you know, with the whole uh, worship service aspect and, you know, knowing how that operates and goes. So I needed that big time. And I agree with you on what you said. Mm. trying to remember everything that you just stated. No, you know, you nailed it.
0: It's just that just because something is the cuz we go I can't handle this yet mm-hmm. that doesn't mean God has not ordained for you to be there to realize mm-hmm. you can't handle it mm-hmm. the revelation that you're not ready for that yet could be exactly what propels you mm-hmm. into the growth you need to be able to handle yeah. that so i do believe that god will put you in situations where you're like Ah, I'm not ready for this. I must have failed. I must have walked out of step with the spirit and God. Actually, I wanted to show you that what you've been wanting and believing for, it's just not Mm -hmm. the right time. Mm -hmm. So you stop trying to scheme your way into it and figure it out. You just rest and trust my process instead of trying to fast forward it.
1: A little bit more experience too, like on, you know, it's a different kind of ministry, but marriage, um, you know, there was many different times I wanted to shortcut and just jump straight to marriage. and. God clearly closed the door, you know, multiple times where it was like, hey, I want to get married. You know, I'm super excited to get married. And then all of a sudden God's just like, boop, like, no, nope, you're not ready. Sorry, and buddy. Yeah. And again, is marriage a a bad thing? No. <laughs> and, you know. terrible thing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding,
0: guys. Listen, I'm joking. <laughs> I love being married. My amazing.
1: I hope none of our wives
0: listen to this. I'm going to make sure this is hidden from their feet and everything that they own. (laughs) This is going to be, yeah,
1: no, but, um, for, for marriage too, like there's also a time and, and in the same way, there's a need for growth and maturity and, you know, building in a relationship. Now there are cases where, you know, the, the process may be progressed and might, you know, be faster than others. Um, but for, for me, you know, I was looking at it financially, but, I also, like, looking back, like, uh, it was a spiritual thing as well. Like, I needed, you know, to grow spiritually. I needed to grow as a man. I needed to grow as a leader, you know, and things like that. And so that's another area of life where, you know, we want to shortcut things. We want it at our own pace. We want it, you know, here and now. I just want to get married. You know, I just want to, you know, whatever. And, you know, it may not be at God's pace, even though we desire it, you know. Yeah, David the king, you know, when he gets anointed,
0: he ends up serving in Saul's courts, mm. and I, I think it's true that yes, sometimes we can find ourselves in a situation that's premature, too early. We can't handle it, uh-huh. and we don't only, we're only, we. What is wrong with me? We, 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 we are. We, we. we (laughs) We are only there because we were not following the spirit. Option number two is God wanted us to be there to show us, Mm -hmm. you need to trust my process and you're not ready for this. Mm -hmm. Option number three might be, he puts you in a situation around things that you want that you can't yet manage. uh, And he puts you in the presence of those things to be developed into being able to handle it. Mm -hmm. In other words, David being in the courts of Saul, he's not the king yet, but he's around the king. Mm-hmm. He's around the throne. He's he's in the you know uh, well castle, yeah, yeah whatever his <laughs> Temple? his, his, uh, his glorious house was. He's there, yeah, and so he's around what he's going to have, but he's not there as mm-hmm. the one you know sitting on the throne sure. or the one making the calls. Or the ones saying musician hit that beat, you know that's Saul who's being like, yeah. "I feel terrible." David, play me a song, holding a spear, which would be you know already a <laughs> sketchy situation. <laughs> Why are you holding a spear, buddy? <laughs> Just in case your song sucks. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I'm, I I know that God yeah. can put us in around what we're believing for. Like mm-hmm. for instance, uh, you and youth. I was in youth ministry as a as a uh, volunteer at another church before I became the youth pastor of a different one. right? And I was not the youth pastor, but I was around in the environment mm-hmm. uh, of a youth pastor. And I learned and I gleaned and I was there as a, as a servant and as a volunteer. But eventually I would be in that same environment in a different church yeah. as the lead youth pastor. Hmm. And so I do, I do believe God, sometimes putting you in that predicament of I can't handle this. I can't manage this. God is growing you through that yeah. to be able to manage
1: the more he has. And I've only gotten to one question. So yeah, this is and fantastic. I would, yeah. And I would say like, along with that for the listener, place yourself in, in healthy areas, you know, where you can learn from, you know, those people that are, that you're surrounding yourself with. Like, so if you are in youth ministry, set yourself around a healthy youth ministry. If you are, Um, uh, if you're a parent, you know, or, or you're going to be a parent, you know, set yourself around, you know, other parents that you look up to that you can see, you know, have a Christ-like, you know, parenting system. Um, if you're going to be married as a wife or a husband, set yourself around, you know, people like that, that will edify you, that will build you up and affirm you and, and help you grow and mature in the process. So. Just kind of, you know, taking it away from what you said, but that's good stuff.
0: I, like I wanted, I guess in 2013, going into 2014, I realized that unfortunately God called me to teach and preach. Mm. And I say unfortunately <laughs> because... I hate public speaking. I would rather just jump off the nearest, (laughs) highest anything than talk in front of people. So terrifying, hated it. And it's funny, like, I grew to want it more the more I read the scriptures. And I was like, ooh, I want to do this. And I come back home from the mission trip I went on, and and I try and position myself in opportunities where someone would give me the chance to speak to a crowd or or a group of people. And I remember going into the, the high school that I graduated from, And I was invited, and I was like, now's my shot. And I just pretty much found out that I'm (laughs) gifted to teach. And (sighs) PTSD, that's all I can say is absolute PTSD when I consider being there. It was like my brain, the minute I said amen to the opening prayer and I was Mm. fired up, I had like three pages of notes, my brain went so blank. (laughs) And and I, I think... I mixed up all my notes so they were out of order. And mm. so I got a bunch of high schoolers looking at me for their <laughs> chapel session going, why do we have this bozo come? <laughs> and I, I'm honestly sitting there making, I'm just waiting for time. I'm looking at the clock going, please be done. Please, please God end this. <laughs> and I, I can't think of anything to say, man, because I didn't yet like have a grounding in the scripture. Mm. But I had a calling yeah. and I knew what God wanted to use me for. Mm. And it was way too early Mm -hmm. and i sat there looking at these Mm -hmm. all these kids spacing the worst thing you can do as a teacher Mm -hmm. is see people spacing out (laughs) because you know me being here sucks yeah and they don't want (laughs) to be here and i'm looking at 30 40 high school kids that are also going when are we done (laughs) and i'm talking everything i know to talk about Mm -hmm. i'm talking about it but it's going nowhere and i I I'm sweating bullets and I finally it's over the bell rings I'm out of there and I thought I I literally had to take a depression nap <laughs> like right after I fell asleep because I was so, I was honestly depressed <laughs> and I hated that and I mm. said I guess God didn't tell me to mm. teach and preach because that was embarrassing, humiliating and everyone thinks I'm an idiot, and I am an idiot, and it was the worst, man. You don't want to be in a situation. It's like, okay, I don't care where you lean politically. It's like Biden being in front of people. That's I felt like Biden. I 100% I'm, – I'm, I, I, I'm sorry. Like I don't care if you're for him or against him. You know the guy. His his brain – there's a monkey clanging a cymbal in that thing, and I also – this is going to I'm trigger people. I'm yeah. sorry. I'm trying to give you an example. That's what was going on. America, America's Bush and done. The and that's how I felt.
1: Beaten. <sighs>
0: <laughs> so, I, you know, I don't I don't want to beat that dead horse yeah. anymore because beating dead things is already pretty violent. Mm-hmm. So, but I truly wanted to get out of there. And I and I left discouraged, never wanted to teach and preach again. The problem is I was just there too early. Oh. Um. And I kind of schemed my way into getting that, you know, can I come and teach and preach? Yeah. I've read a Genesis verse, you know. Ah yeah. <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah, you could totally get find yourself in, you know, where God eventually has you, but you are not there yet. Right. To be what he's going to make you to be. Mm-hmm. You know, David's in the palace, not as the king, but as a musician that's going to have spears hurled at his face. <laughs> how do you keep waiting on God when there's no evidence it's working? Mm. Because when you're waiting on the Lord, you know, we, we can sense like the pace God has set for us right. in marriage, in my career, my finances in with my kids and toward my ministry goals, whatever goals you have. Mm-hmm. You, when you're really like f- focused on the spirit of God and you really can know like, ah, oh, this is the pace I'm in it. I'm in that sweet spot. Um, Pastor Michael Todd calls it the pace of grace. I love that. I'll take wow. that from him. Yeah, there you go. Shout out to Pastor, Pastor PM. P.M. Pastor M, never my <laughs> Pastor M. <laughs> and he, P- says, Pastor P- he says, walk in the pace of grace. I'm all for that. Um, mm. So how do you keep waiting when you're walking at his pace and doing what he says mm-hmm. and you're knocking ahead, being faithful, serving, loving, and and your waiting doesn't look like it's working. Yeah. Um it doesn't look like it's working at all. Mm-hmm. How do you keep
1: waiting on God? Yeah, I mean this is this is a loaded question, right? You can take this anywhere, but I think the honest answer when you evaluate your situation is go back to what God has said about you for you, you know, about your uh, the his plan for you, you know, right? I don't think God doesn't talk to us on accident, right? There's things that He says that you know we like we his hold mic on to. Was hot. Yeah, right, exactly.
0: <laughs> Jeremiah was not supposed to hear that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, I, I like. There's plenty of times where you can look back and you're like, "Did I make the right decision in this one thing? Or did mm-hmm. I discern correctly? Did did I hear Him right? You know, was it actually you know Jesus?" And I would say go back to that that place where you're where you're in in prayer. And you are seeking after his word to see, okay, <laughs> what is the general calling of my life? Well, it's to serve, you know, Christ to, to live out the gospel, right? And when you know your general calling, that gives you comfort, right? Because you can see a direction of where you should be heading in mm-hmm. all areas of life. We talked about, you know, contentment. That's right. Um, you know, I should be content here in this season, here and now. Um, but go back to that, that conversation, and then I would have another conversation with God, like, okay, I've been waiting, right? And, you know, sometimes we hear them in an instant, sometimes we hear them through a process, and it's hard, right? It's not easy to go through these processes, but you have to go back to, you know, what you feel like you've you've been called to and seek them out.
0: Mm-hmm. If you don't know that... um Bro, you're set up to be real discouraged Yeah, for a long time until you figure out what he's asked you to do. If I tell my son, go clean my, go cl- go clean my room. Go clean my <laughs> hey, room, go clean child. My room. <laughs> go clean my room you right peasant? now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you, you peasant? You <laughs> peasant? Go clean my room, son. No, go clean your room, buddy. It's a mess. Poop mm. on the walls. If I tell <sighs> him, like, if that's what I want him to do, and he's he forgets, like, the like the goofball that he is. So he goes on the trampoline and she goes, what, what did my dad want me to do? <laughs> oh, that's right. He wanted me to brush my teeth. <laughs> and he goes and brushes his teeth. He goes, I did it. He shows me his teeth. I'd be like, what are you talking about? I told you to clean the room, you weirdo. <laughs> but, oh, you told me to... Okay. After that. So it's not that you wasted your time necessarily. <laughs> you just didn't do what I told you to. Mm-hmm. And that sometimes that discourages him when, when he thinks he's doing the right thing. And mm-hmm. then I tell him, actually... I told you to do something else. Mm-hmm. He he gets really down on himself like, oh, like all of that effort was in vain. All, mm-hmm. I, th- I was really happy to do what you said so I could do whatever I want. And uh, it wasn't what you wanted, Dad. Ah, mm-hmm. oh, man. And we get bummed out too. And, mm-hmm. and we're like, look what I did, God. And he's like, I, I kind of didn't ask you to do that, buddy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is awkward. I asked you to go and serve and love people, not to build an empire for yourself. So, yeah, I mm-hmm. know your purpose, know your calling, 100%. Um, and I, and I believe that it's easier to wait on God, even though it looks like it's not working Mm -hmm. when you trust not in the results of your waiting, but in the God that you're waiting on. So it's not about what he'll do and what will result from this. My hope is not in that. My hope is just in him as my God all the day long. Like the Psalmist says, I hope in you all the day long and Galatians six, it says, um, In due season, we will reap. Mm. Uh, Don't grow weary while you continue of doing good. Don't grow weary of doing good. For in due season, you will Mm. reap. Mm. And so, the fact is that we serve a God of suddenly. And it's not always a good suddenly. Like, suddenly, Mm. judgment comes upon a nation. (laughs) Like, suddenly, overnight, Sodom and Gomorrah gets overthrown. Mm. And there's no, like, evidence along the way that it's coming. Right. Except... That all of a sudden there's an angel showing out to Lot and his family, going, "We got to get out of here." But on the flip side, it's positive for us, like we serve a God of the suddenly. We're like underground. Mm-hmm. All the all the stuff that God is doing through our waiting, we don't mm-hmm. see it until in like a a microsecond, <clears throat> it shoots out of the ground yeah. as a massive tree, like you know, beanstalk, coming up <laughs> into the sky, and you're like, "Whoa, my beans!" My beans. <laughs> I spilled them. My beans. The bean wizard. is my favorite guy on TikTok. My beans. Bean wizard, if you're listening to this, like, you need to know the gospel. Like, The, the gospel is that Jesus loves you more than beans do. And then you're like, he My G. You. My G. My Jesus. <laughs> so how do you keep waiting on God when there's no evidence it's working? You trust that he's doing things you don't see. Yeah. And you trust in him. Mm-hmm. And you know... That this is not in vain. It's not for nothing. He's working all mm-hmm. things together for good. And just because I don't think it's working doesn't mean it's not. Because what you are like looking for, and you're going, where's this? Where's this? Where's this? Mm-hmm. God's out here like the master farmer he is doing all this other stuff mm-hmm. that you're ignoring because you're going, no, if it was working, I'd be here now. They'd be here now. I'd have this now. Yeah. I'd at least see some glimpse of that. You know, so you serve a God of the suddenly uh-huh. overnight. Yeah. Boom. Everything changes. My beans. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Them. I think, I think the verse you were referencing is Galatians 6, uh, 9 through 10. And I'll just read it. It says, let us not grow weary of doing good for in due season, we will reap if we do not give up. So I'm going to highlight that part. If we do not give up. So then as we have opportunity, let us do good to everyone. And especially to those who are in the household of faith, so I think reflecting off of that, what it really is talking about in your waiting season, kind of just you know reflecting on what we're talking about mm-hmm. in your season of waiting, um, it's good to keep doing good in what you're doing now, and I'm gonna say that again it's it good to do good to do good in what you are doing now, and a lot of us want to jump ahead. we want to you know go ahead of of God's plan. Again, I was wanting to go ahead of God's plan. I was like, I know you want me in ministry. I'm going to do mm-hmm, it now. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. But actually, I just needed to keep doing good and discipling those kids, you know, at youth group. And so that's what I was called to in that season, in that time. doesn't mean you won't get that, you know, promise or, you know, what you talked about with Jesus when you prayed about and what you felt like you were called to. It doesn't mean you won't get that. It just means it, it's coming. And so we get, to, we get to serve him and serve his people here and now. And it's cool to see the fruit out of that.
0: Yeah. And, and then Isaiah 40 comes in as we're waiting on God, Mm. seeing no evidence at times, you know, trying to keep at the right pace of our shepherd. And Isaiah 40 says that the Lord strengthens those who wait on him, Mm. that they who wait on the Lord will find strength, Mm. um, that they'll soar on wings like eagles, that they'll run and not grow weary. That's the beautiful promise as we wait on him. Um, so, what in the world is going on? <laughs> what, what does it mean, according to Isaiah 40, in our life? Let's just make it very practical. Mm-hmm. What does it mean that God renews our strength while we wait on Him? Mm-hmm. Uh, what What does it mean that He strengthens us mm-hmm. as we wait on Him? Yeah. Um. To go back to my story of absolute failure and not being a gifted teacher at all <laughs> at that point, man, it's so <laughs> embarrassing. So, it's PTSD, it's still there. But I... I know that as I moved on from that and mm-hmm. grew in the Lord and waited on His timing, mm-hmm. um, that He was renewing that sense of purpose and calling and gifting that I had lost, like f- seemingly all at once, when I w- ran into the situation without Him and said, yeah. "I'm going to teach." I trusted in my gifts more than more than in God, who like makes my gifts. Ha- you know, matter, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. so as I continued pouring my myself into the scriptures and and prayer and and growing in my faith, like that that discouragement slowly turned into courage to keep yeah. to do it, and and um that that weakness and that awareness of how mm-hmm. sucky I am turned into oh wow I'm 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 am being strengthened mm-hmm. to continue hoping in what God can do through me, yeah, a broken vessel. So I think it's. Sometimes we reach the point of discouragement, depression, anxiety, that God like lifts us out of that. He's Mm -hmm. strengthening us out of that. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we're about to reach that point and God keeps us from from Mm -hmm. falling into that. He goes, let me pour strength into you Mm -hmm. to keep waiting on me and looking to me. because the, the psalmist talks about how his eyes grow weary mm-hmm. and full of tears mm-hmm. from waiting on God so much. He's lost strength. Yeah. He's lo- he's exhausted. Yeah. He's lost hope. And God restores that as he continues to look to God.
1: Yeah. And you were talking about it in the sermon, too. Like, there's there's times when our backs are against the wall. And oftentimes we think opposite. Like, you know those situations won't come that my back won't be against the wall if I'm, you know, in the will of God or, you know, whatever and whatnot. And I think with that in mind that our backs can be against the wall in certain situations, but God can still be moving us in his plan and his purpose. It gives us encouragement because we know that God is still working, even though like we're in the, the hardest situation with these burdens, right? You know, with the hardships of, of life and, and, and waiting, you know, patience, translated to long suffering you know suffering long it literally feels that way it feels so difficult it feels so hard and it, it points me to second corinthians i think, believe it's chapter 12 when paul is talking about the thorn in his flesh it's a different context but you know paul is pleading you know three times to god like you know please remove this from me remove this from me and oftentimes you know you and i've talked about this where you know you just deal with this sin and you deal with this situation things like that you just got to just you know Pull this away from me. I don't want this anymore. And actually, the prayer that we should be praying is Lord, give me self control and give me patience in this time. And that's one of the most fruitful prayers that you can pray. It's a scary prayer sometimes. You Did know, you say fruitful. Fruitful. Isn't that like a book by that one guy? From Above Reproach. Ministry. What's this on my desk?
0: Oh. oh Fruitful by Jason
1: John Camacho. Essential oh, that's really keys cool. for the most
0: abundant Christian life. Get your copy on Amazon or at right abovereproachministry.com. That is and Back, a back really to you, Danner. Cool.
1: <laughs> this uh, ad was brought to you by Fruitful Jason John Camacho. <laughs>
0: Sold at least three copies worldwide. Wow. <laughs> three? I think I was one of those. You were. So was my mom. <laughs> so please, guys, help me. Please. <laughs> please help me. <laughs> he has two little ninos. Please help me. I got two ninos. <laughs> <laughs> I, did, did you remember what you were going to say or did I completely uh, ruin no, it? No,
1: no, I no. Don't, I don't think so. Let me let me think. We're stuck in waiting and we're patiently waiting for God and we we pray for self-control and we pray for patience. And then it might be a scary prayer, but it's actually you see the fruit out of it when you do pray, that, you know, rather than God just remove it from me. And then we also see maturity and growth through it. talks about that in James when we see trials that our faith may may be completed, right? That we might be brought to that completion, Mm. which we don't even know what that looks like, right? (laughs) I mean, really? In reality, we don't know what that looks like or what that feels like, but God is continuing to grow you and mature you. And I think that's one of the most important things is to pray about that rather than just remove it from me, right? Chase.
0: I was thinking about the thorn in the side that you said. Oh, um, yeah. Second Corinthians, Second Corinthians 12. 12. Yeah. That, uh, whatever the weakness is, whatever the thorn is, we don't know. I think that's on purpose so that we have the ability to go, that thorn was general enough to be something that mm-hmm. I could be struggling with myself. I yeah. have my own thorn. Yeah. How did Paul handle it? Well, he brought it before God, pleaded. God didn't take it away. Mm-hmm. He actually said, "Sorry, boy. Like that's actually a platform for my power. Yeah. My power is perfected in that and weakness and um, calamities. This this kind of goes back to waiting on God as we are being sanctified and transformed. Mm-hmm. Is that sometimes we're we're pleading with God, take away said addiction, mm-hmm. take away said sinful passion I have, take away this struggle I have with alcohol. And mm. what we don't understand is, number one, our sanctification process, yours and mine and everyone else's, it's different, it, it's different from mm-hmm. each other's, different pace, different uh, milestones along the mm-hmm. way, different things that are being addressed, different mm-hmm. people, all this stuff. And so, you know, I was on the phone yesterday with, with a brother and I was like, You know what makes me so mad slash happy is seeing believers get free from addiction overnight that I struggle with. Yay! Mm -hmm. And then they tell me and I go, Praise the Lord. And I turn around and I go, Lord, why didn't you do that for me? Mm -hmm. Because you did it overnight for them. They didn't even ask for it. They just said, Yeah, I believe in Jesus. Oh, oh no, I don't want alcohol Mm -hmm. anymore. Look at that. Mm -hmm. I don't look at, you know, have lustful passions anymore. Look at that. And I'm going, Lord, why don't you do that for me? Mm -hmm. And it's like, It's exactly like what Paul says. God knows what is good for Mm -hmm, us. mm -hmm. And that includes our sanctification. So it goes like this. If God took it away from me, what if hypothetically, you know, if he did, what if that left me in a greater sin, pride, and Mm self-righteousness that leaves me not leaning on God so much because I'm free now from this and I did it and I can move forward now. And it actually causes me to fall harder mm. and be in more of a predicament than I was struggling with a sin, knowingly leaning on God the mm-hmm. whole time. Mm-hmm. So all that to say is while we, while we trust God and we're being strengthened by him, we can also trust him about what he's not doing. Mm -hmm. not just about what like he's doing stuff underground. It's like, (laughs) he's also not doing some of the things you think he is for a reason. And some of the things you're wanting him to as quickly Mm -hmm. as you want him to, because frankly, again, you wouldn't be able to handle it. Uh, you know, certain addictions being gone overnight, Mm -hmm. you wouldn't go back to that sin anymore for sure. And I'm not saying God tempts us or brings us into sin, Mm -hmm. but the fact that you're not free from that yet indicates to me that if he took it away you might not be able to enjoy that freedom for long because you'd grow prideful and self-righteous and start Mm. judging people and looking down on people who struggle with what you just conquered last night Mm -hmm, you know mm -hmm. and so i i trust uh, i trust god with what he's not doing too
1: while i'm waiting on him not just what he is doing but what he's not doing and and also like i this just came to mind as we were talking about it but like to be able to, to wait on God for other people, not just for Mm -hmm. myself. Um, man, there's been so many instances in my life when I've been praying for somebody, I'm like, God, just please get them out of this situation, get them out of this season of sin, you know? And, and I'm again, trying to shortcut God's process of them. And when I get to see the, for them to grasp onto their faith or to grasp onto um, just holding on and clinging to Jesus in these times. It is it is so cool to be alongside those people, you mm-hmm. know, during that time, mm-hmm. right? Rather than just like God, just you know, get rid of it all, you know, get rid of, you know, what they're going through. It's been really cool to be a part of not only, you know, seeing them grow, but God also growing you while you're waiting on that person to progress in their own mm-hmm. life and their mm-hmm. faith. Like there's been plenty of times where I've been discipling people and they've been going through difficulties, but the fruit and the excitement and the joy and the peace that you get, you know, outside of it looking back, it's really cool. It's cool to see God work. And and sometimes we just want to, you know, jump to the conclusion and see, okay, like everything's, you know, happily ever after. But, you know, sometimes we we have these opportunities of, of hardships, right? We have these opportunities of seeing people go through seasons in order to, you know, grow our discipleship skills, right? Mm. Um, but then also to grow those people as well for them, for their testimony to be, you know, the way that it that it will be when the conclusion comes, you know, to that season or, mm. or that chapter of life. So yeah. don't shortcut God on other people as well, not only yourself.
0: Yeah, I love that you bring in the element of other people because we can see this... Uh, just as it relates to us, but whether you're looking at other people or yourself, um, when we talk about how God knows the best way to transform you and sanctify you, we all have an idea of what God should be doing to transform Mm -hmm. me. God, Mm -hmm. could you do it faster? Could you break this addiction? Could you set me free so I could be more free to be a minister? But I've seen in my own life with certain sins that still hang around, certain failures that I give into, certain um, temptations that just, just rock me to the core for certain seasons of my life Mm -hmm. that I'm not, again, I'm not saying God wants us to sin and and goes, yes, I want you to stay in the sin. Uh But the fact that it still hangs around, it actually keeps me humble. It keeps me dependent. Mm -hmm. It keeps me reliant. Mm -hmm. It keeps me, I guess, more of as more of a servant to people. Cause Mm -hmm. I can relate better to people when I am not thinking about, uh, how good I am. Mm-hmm. I can relate better to people when I think about um, how much God graciously mm. uh, forgives me of. Yeah. Um, not that I want to live in my past, but the idea is that like when God is sanctifying us, he knows what needs to hang around mm. and how long it does mm-hmm. and what is most conducive to our growth. Mm-hmm. And he's going, what will produce the most growth in Tanner, Jason, you know, Andrew, all in Texas. What's up, buddy? What will produce the most growth? And some things are going to stay hanging around yeah. to keep you humble. But also, when you learn to navigate the failures mm. and you learn to, to, to fight through the struggle, mm-hmm. that is actually growing your intimacy with God. Mm-hmm. So, like, the process of God slowly sanctifying you is producing more intimacy and and more closeness with God mm-hmm. than you would have if he just took it all away in a second mm-hmm. because that tension and that that difficulty and that struggle is showing you different glimpses of his character and goodness slowly and methodically mm-hmm. along mm-hmm. the way instead of like god take it away yeah you know that god can i think zap certain things gone sure but how much closeness and intimacy and awareness of forgiveness mm. of his forgiveness am i missing out on yeah. if he just zapped it all away right mm-hmm. there so it's you know when i say god is certainly doing things but then other things he's not doing mm-hmm. and it's for your good yeah it's for your sanctification it's so you stay dependent on him because mm-hmm. i've seen people i've seen people break habits and addictions and they started with oh god i'm so reliant on you thank you for forgiveness mm-hmm. and then they shift to this they make a ministry out of look at what I've conquered, mm. and they're not relying on God as much, and that's way more dangerous, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. If I did pick two people, like to 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 serve in a church, and I got yeah. I got Jimmy over here who just conquered pornography and alcoholism, mm. but he's growing self righteous and he's starting to look down on people who aren't mm. as far as him. Versus Timmy, Jimmy and Timmy are brothers. Okay, Timmy's the younger son, right? Mm. Um, Jimmy's good at basketball. Timmy's fantastic at chess. Whoa. Yeah, I know. I know. So Timmy is going, I am I am so aware of my struggle. God's not taking mm-hmm. it away. Mm-hmm. But you're holding in a joke. I, I can see it on mm-hmm. your face. Yeah, no. And Timmy's I going, Lord... Oh, God, keep me dependent on you. I'm so aware of my need Mm -hmm. and how easily tempted I am and help me to live free. And he's humble when he interacts with people. He's like, look, I'm there with you. Mm -hmm. I struggle with the same thing. And he can relate and he can show an understanding and compassion. I would pick Timmy. Yeah. I would pick Timmy over Jimmy. What's Mm -hmm. your joke? No, i
1: I (laughs) say it when he said chess. All I heard was all I heard was chest. Yeah, he's gifted with just,
0: <laughs> I was just like, a magnificent pectoral
1: region. Yeah. He can lift.
0: He can bench four eighty five. <laughs> I was like, that was day. such a
1: Jason reference. Like, <laughs> <laughs> of course, it's the workout. But Jimmy's gifted in basketball. jimmy got uh, the pecs. Bench chess. That's my favorite game. Bench Chess. Yeah. Favorite board game coming soon. Above approach
0: If we start making board games, you guys as the listeners will be the first to know. There we go. Because uh, that's next. <laughs> so to, to wrap this up, because I, I believe mm-hmm. that there's a pace of grace. God has set for us for sure. our sanctification, maturity, mm-hmm. our families, everything he's moving us towards. And it's better that you don't try and shortcut that. Yeah. As church leaders and Christian content creators, mm-hmm. parents, what is the danger in trying to shortcut God's process for us? Ooh. What is like because w- we talk about like, hey, walk at His pace. Why? Why? Mm-hmm. Why can't I just if I can get there faster than God wants me to? Mm. Why wouldn't I do it? Why is it a bad thing? Yeah. Um, and I don't know. I'm stalling because I'm trying to figure out what I want to say. <laughs> I didn't really think this question. I mean, through.
1: this it's a deep question. I mean,
0: what's the danger? Why is it bad? Yeah. To get ahead of God, the good shepherd. I'll say this, because sheep walk off cliffs. Mm. Yeah, sheep are stupid. And, you know, the Bible doesn't... Uh, calls you sheep, not going to yeah. lie. Mm-hmm. He calls us dumb sheep. <laughs> and the, who would? A butterfly! Ah, <laughs> fall off the cliff, and the yeah. shepherd's
1: like, oh my gosh. Mm. It's Lost destructive when we, when we go ahead of God's plan. We see things fall apart. I, I, I would say that that's probably the best and most simple answer is like when you go outside of God's plan and you think it's going to go your way, it tends to actually not go the way that you expected it because you're in control and you're not God. Mm -hmm. And so like when we have this plan in mind of, well, it's going to happen this way. I'm going to do this at this time. It tends to unravel in a different direction. And that's when we're most disappointed is when we see the results of our work, you know? And I think, That's what's dangerous about it is, again, we go back to here's these deconstruction stories, you know, here's this loss of faith, here's this, you know, loss of trust in Jesus, you know, or somebody who is struggling in their faith again because why they had this over expectation of what God was going to do because I'm going to name it and claim it. I'm going to manifest, you know, this for me and everything's going to go my way. Oops, I just dropped the manifest bomb, but as a church leader, if I plant a system that's premature, you can see the church fall apart. If I am a Christian content creator and I put something ahead of God, I can see I can bring in the wrong audience. As a parent, if I do something prematurely, if I set some sort of discipline or if I set some sort of standard, I can hurt the relationship between myself and my child. Or as a husband uh, or a wife, if, you, if I have some sort of – you know plan with them i could you know hurt hurt or damage my relationship with my spouse you know things like that when i'm not walking alongside god's plan in all these different areas you can see damage that is done and it's the danger of it is that it could lead to damaging relationships it could you know lead to damaging your own faith and your own trust in jesus
0: lots of damage damage emotional damage emotional (laughs) damage (laughs) That's what happens outside of God's yeah. will for you and his pace is mm-hmm. emotional damage. You don't want that because if you shortcut God's process, mm-hmm. you you don't understand the good shepherd sees things you don't and you're running into it. This is what uh, actually is the best story I can think of is um, the nation of Israel just had a huge victory mm. and they consulted God for that. You know, Joshua's leading the people. They go in the promised land and, well, I don't think they're in the promised land yet. Maybe they are, mm. but it has to do with the men of AI. I think AI, AI, well, however you say it, but, uh, AI. <laughs> Coincidence? <laughs> I think not. I think not. The government's watching so us. So they're going, hi Biden. Just so you know, I didn't mean anything as <laughs> about your stuttering or voc- vocabulary issues. Like, I love you, buddy. Um, <laughs> but, but, the men of Israel are following Joshua. They just got a a victory and they don't consult God. Mm -hmm. The next time they're just like pumping out victories. And so they go to this next battle. I forget who it's with Mm -hmm. and they get obliterated. And Joshua comes back weeping before God. What the heck, man, we just got victory. And God goes, Hey, if you had consulted me before going ahead of me, Mm -hmm. you would have known there's someone in your camp who Took things that were devoted to destruction, and mm. he's hidden them under his tent. Mm-hmm. Ends up being Achan, clay Achan, actually, and um, <laughs> he ends up causing just lots of damage for the for the whole camp emotional. of Israel. Yeah. yeah, emotional damage, and that's what happens when mm. you run ahead of God. Is is you run into things he's wanting to spare you from? There's so many extra unnecessary problems we mm. add to ourselves. When we don't consult God before moving forward. Mm -hmm. And so I would say, like, if you want if you can shortcut something, it doesn't mean you should. Yeah. You know, David's sitting in the cave. We talked about Saul taking a dump last week. So did Tim Mackey at the Bible project. I'm just saying, the same day we recorded ours, I think they're listening to our podcast. How you doing, Tim and John? If you want to talk with us, you know, hit us up. Yeah. But they were talking about the same thing. Saul taking a dump, David sitting there. He could have killed King Saul in that cave of Adullam. He mm. doesn't. Adullam sounds like a really dope Pokemon name. Yeah.
1: Go, Adullam. Choose
0: your character.
1: Adullam. Adullam, Adullam. It's my favorite Pokemon.
0: And uh, they're sitting in the cave. That's Saul's voice. Actually, it's how he talks to David. <laughs> and David's just like this beast of a man.
1: Play your harp for me, David.
0: Actually, no. David probably sounds like Morgan Freeman in my mind. That's David. It hey is Saul. <laughs> It's pretty good. <laughs> so David chooses not to kill Saul, and everyone's like his army's like, dude, do it. This is your chance. Mm-hmm. He could have shortcut the process. Sure. Instead, he deliberately mm-hmm. stayed under the burden and the difficulty of dealing with that that donkey of a king Saul, Whoa. you know? Yeah, Whoa. I know, right? Those were some KJV That's a cuss big words. Big word right so, there. So, you know, he could have shortcutted it, and mm-hmm. who knows what would have happened. Um but as, as church leaders, as content creators, as mm-hmm. parents, as, as believers in a local church, sure. we are called to really evaluate the opportunity that is presented to us. Mm. Just because it's an opportunity doesn't make it a good one. Paul says all things might be lawful, doesn't make it beneficial. Mm-hmm. So I, I would really consider the opportunity being presented to you. It's like on a silver platter. You're like, this is an answer to prayer before you assume.
1: Mm-hmm. Before
0: you assume. Really make sure because... You don't know what kind of damage is on the other side of getting in front of God and ahead of Him. That He
1: emotional damage.
0: Yeah, it's actually emotional damage. Oh. That's, that's you can it do goes. that because you are Asian. I, I can. If I you would get canceled, I pull the racist card on you if you did. <laughs> but um, that's what I would say: is be very careful about receiving something as mm-hmm. like, ah, this is God. But don't and you don't pray about it. Mm-hmm. Pray about it. Because the last question is: how can believers know? like recognize when they're out of step with God's spirit and pace for them. Mm -hmm. Well, you just kind of go back to God and ask. I I think honestly, this is the best thing we can say is you just ask, Lord, where am I out of sync with you in my life? Where am I trying to get ahead of you? Where Mm -hmm. am I assuming that you're leading me when you're not? Where am I a little too slow? You know, and you've asked me to be a level 10 warrior by now. And I'm like barely half a level one. I'm a pawn at this point. I'm a pawn and not a champion. So
1: do you, I rap. Are you a SoundCloud rapper? I rap. Okay. (laughs) I'll give you more credit, Spotify. Spotify. Thank you. Yeah. SoundCloud is like,
0: want to hear my eighth grade mixtape? But Spotify is like.
1: Yeah, I still do that. I'm still putting it out. That's what I'm talking about. (laughs) That's awkward. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) what came to mind when you were talking about that is um, Psalm 139 is seek me, know my ways, Um, you know, reveal if there's any grievous way in me. Um, if I'm out of step, Lord, you know, would you show me that? And I think that's a really good prayer to pray is, you know, when I am, when I'm seeking after knowing if I am out of line and I'm, and I'm, I mean, that's a hard prayer, like, you know, reveal if there's any grievous way in me, that's a hard you know pill to swallow. And when we do recognize that it's hard to move forward from it because we have this, you know, uh, almost like a, it's a, it's a healthy conviction, right? Cause we understand that it's, it's coming from, from God, but the devil will be quick to put you into shame and guilt and all that different stuff. But doesn't make it easy. No. um, But it's healthy when we realize that, like if you're, if you're also like seeking after counsel, you know, from, from leaders or people that mentor you like, Hey, is there something that I'm, you know, out of line with, or is there something that I need to, work on and improve or things like that. You know, if you're under leadership and, you know, they see that there needs to be growth in you and things like that, they can point it out too. And again, it's hard to receive those things, but how do you progress if you don't know those things that are in you, you know, ways that Mm -hmm. you need to, to grow and to mature. And I think it's really healthy. It's hard. It's, I mean, it's hard for, I mean, when my wife points out things that I need to work on, it's hard. (laughs) <laughs> but it's good for our marriage, right? When we when we talk about those things, I'm like, hey, you know, you need to be more intentional in this area. I need help here. And I'm like, oh, I, I suck. <laughs> and it feels that way. But then you realize your eyes are opened to, okay, I need to be more intentional. I need to be more present. I need to, you know, take these steps to you know this course of action to improve our marriage, you know, and, and our relationship. And the same goes with, with Jesus. Like, God, where am I off? Like, where can I improve? Where can I be more intentional? Where can I be more present? It's healthy. It's hard to receive those things sometimes, and those, you know, critiques. In a sense, it might feel like a critique. It's more like a hey, like, hey, bud, <laughs> you know, work on this, and and you'll do better. So
0: yeah, he's not holding the paddle. Right in front of you going. No, not, I'm gonna whack you. Not, grandma, so with, not grandma with a paddle. Mm-hmm. I would say, um, in in closing that when when we wait on God and there is like this struggle, mm-hmm. we, there's no way to get around it. We think waiting on God means no struggle. No, mm-hmm. it actually means he's supplying you strength to struggle. Mm-hmm. Read Colossians 1. Paul struggled very well. Mm-hmm. And he, he actually says, I struggle with the strength God supplies. Mm. So we we pray like, Lord, strengthen me. And we assume that means there won't be a struggle. Well, why is he strengthening you if you're not going to be lifting anything? Mm. The whole point is that, you know, strength is measured measured not just by what you can lift, but by how long you can sit under the weight of something. Mm. There's different kinds of measurements for strength. So... Mm one of the best ways to measure the strength of a believer is how long you can actually sit under the struggle and the difficulties Mm -hmm. of life and remain faithful to him. So God actually strengthens you to do that. Mm -hmm. Not all good things or not all easy things are good and not all hard things are bad. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) Stupid example. Just because you take like bottles of laxatives, (laughs) you know where I'm going with this. (laughs) Just because you take bottles of laxatives Mm -hmm. and you're stopped up, And you sit on the toilet and blow your brains out (laughs) (laughs) your butt. I mean, there's stuff coming out from fifth grade. Just because you're doing that and it's really easy and it's easy to poop doesn't mean it's good. Okay, that's just the best example I could think of. And just because I'm not going to go the other direction with something that's hard. But I'm going to say just because you're in the gym and something is hard to lift it doesn't mean it's bad. It's actually training your muscles to be mm. able to accommodate <laughs> for that. I was going to go the direction of like, I was, I was going to bring up the workout. So part. That's a good yeah. way to think about waiting on God is mm-hmm. while you're waiting on him. It isn't always easy. Sometimes mm-hmm. it is. Yeah. Don't always just look for what's easy. Cause that's not necessarily what's good. And don't just go running after what's difficult too and make your life purposely difficult. <laughs> every moment of every life <laughs> uh, of your life, you know, where it's like, uh, I'm not driving to work today, honey. I want to suffer for God and walk five hours. So I'll be home around 3 a.m. tonight. It's like, don't do that. Like, be smart. Be mm-hmm. really wise about mm-hmm. how much, whether the struggle you're putting yourself under is what God's calling you to or whether it's just like your stupidity causing that extra mm-hmm. difficulty. Been there, so, done that. Yeah. Been there, done that. So anything else you want to say in closing? I think that's it. Great discussion. Yeah. Fantastic analogies, at least on my end. I mean, with the whole diarrhea
1: really spoke to me. Yeah.
0: I think I might title that. This mess, this uh, specific conversation, just something around that, laxatives. like just yeah, just laxatives. <laughs> Waiting on God colon laxatives. Ooh colon, colon. pun intended. <laughs> um, so I think I don't that's think it. there's much to say. Go <laughs> to no. abovereproachministry.com. Ministry.com, uh, Get your copy of Fruitful. You know your, I will say this: your spiritual laxative. Go yeah.
1: ahead. Leave a review. I've I've ah, seen yes. I've Thank seen you. somebody leave a review on our podcast. I'm not even sure it was supposed to be for this. Podcast specifically, but hey, thanks for leaving a review, and uh, I really appreciate you. Whoever <laughs> you are. Like
0: Tim and Tom's MMA tips no, I, are so good. I, I need to
1: pull it up, we'll talk <laughs> about it next time, but it's it's a good one. It's oh a good man, one. it's not like I mean, it's not out of line completely, but I was like, we don't really break down scripture a lot, so and that's what I was kind of talking about. I was like,
0: uh, breaking
1: down the word is incredible. I was like,
0: I guess, well, we that's kind of what we're doing. I mean,
1: we do, but we don't like we're just doing it verse without, by verse, we're not reading you know? it exactly, yeah, yeah. so
0: um.
1: But we that's do it, guys. Uh, break down the Bible.
0: Which we try. The whole point of this conversation yeah. is to empower people without, you know, doing this long drawn out Bible study. I do that on my YouTube, man. If you want that, go check it out. But it's good stuff. Visit Above Reproach Ministry.com. At, again, that's Above Reproach Ministry.com. Um, it's going to be huge. It's going to be huge. You can <laughs> check out our free resources, online Bible study courses. Free devotional studies, Bible study worksheets, our online church on the Discord server, hey. where we don't make fun of any presidents at all because that's out of line, even though today we've already referenced Biden and Trump. Terrible. What is happening?
1: Um, Let me kick you out and go to China.
0: I think that's it. <laughs> you guys have a good day. <laughs> and uh, that's We're done here. See ya. Hey, thanks for listening to today's Above Approach Church Podcast. If you've benefited from this content or this ministry in any way, there are a number of ways you can support what we're doing to help people move towards Jesus. We're completely funded by generous supporters like you, so if you'd like to partner with us financially, you can head to aboveapproachministry.com slash donate, and you can give through debit or credit card, you can give through PayPal, Venmo, Patreon, or even just mail a check to P.O. Box 338, Green Cove Springs, Florida 32043. Or grab some of our church merch to represent Jesus on your body wherever you go. Either way, while you're on the website, check out all of our free resources. Our online church, my book Fruitful, as well as everything else going on in our online ministry. Thanks for listening, and as always, keep moving towards Jesus.